SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. We also wanted to talk cricket um, to look at the test squad, extended test squad that's been announced by the Proteas. But there's been a breaking story here involving um, Yuri Ru, the Saro CEO, if you've been following that case with Stellenbosch. And Kanye Sochuaku joins us on the line now from Spot24, also SABC Sport commentator and analyst. Kanye so good evening. Thanks for speaking to us. Good evening, Tabitha. Good evening to listeners. Uh, there is a breaking story. I see you guys at News24 have broken this story of SA Rugby boss Yuri Ru. What is the latest regarding this $37 million, um that um, is, is accused to have taken from Stellenbosch? Well, the longer the short of it, um, the arbitration award requires Yuri Ru and Chris Debea, whom he was working with at the time, um, to pay back that $37 million. Um, Remember that this case has been dragging on, I think, I think since... Um, 2012, 2013, um, it's gone to corner. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Chris Beer um, has been uh, 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 this being questioned um, by the law enforcement agencies. So, look, it's been it, it's been a matter that has been that 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 that, that if they like, I won't say it's skirted around, but the always said that they'll let the legal they'll, they'll let the legal uh, this thing part take its course. But clearly, this is the final award, so it looks like. Um, SA Rugby will then have to actually, I mean, Yuri Ru in particular, will then have to pay back the $37 million. Um, I mean, look, having gone through his report, he did say that they, they, the report did say that none of that money um, went to his pocket of personal use. All of it was transferred from that particular account to the rugby, to the rugby club's account. But, however, all those transactions were done without the universities, uh, without, without the relevant university um, uh, council's uh, uh, authority. So that's where the that's where the rub of the green light. So look, I mean now um, it's basically now what do SA Rugby do? Because they've always maintained silence, and they've always they've always maintained um, I won't call a bow of silence, but um, they've allowed the, the law to take its course. I mean, this is the final, this is this is the final um, arbitration award. So I think now it's just a case of um, the police and SA Rugby's court, and and it will be interesting to to get their response. Uh, so basically, he stole the money, can you? I don't use the word stole, but he transferred the money unlawfully, which I would love to think maybe that's con- constitute fraud. And you say there was no permission from the relevant body he was reporting to to transfer that money from that one account to the other. And also, he did use software that actually, uh, uh, this thing got what I'm looking for, that actually hid that those that that, 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 that that those particular transactions. So it does constitute fraudulent behaviour in my view. And therefore, I mean, look, it's it, it's a very serious offence that whichever way you look at it, I I I look at it as fiduciary misconduct, which to me is also equal to fraud. Um, whether or not he actually did not transfer any or any of that money for his own personal use, the fact remains that he moved money without the relevant permission to do so. And therefore, I would love to think that that that, that actually is fraud. Surely then that should make his job at SA Rugby untenable? It should, it should, it should, it should, it should. I mean, at the time when this investigation was taking place, he was already at SA Rugby. Um, mm. But I mean, if you are an accounting officer and you are accused um, of this particular crime, um, look, it, it does become uh, rather problematic uh, in regard where you they have to um, account for that. So look, I mean, if you're a CEO and you're accused, accused of a fiduciary matter, um, I think it's best that to use uh, your departments. Uh, you need to step aside um, until uh, until either your name is cleared or you step aside and voluntarily resign.
Okay, let's see what's going to unfold here. But let's go back to, let's talk cricket now. The Proteus squad, test squad has been announced for the upcoming visit of India, which has been pushed back by, by a week. Extended squad, what is the thinking there? Is it because of the challenges caused by the bubble? Yes, that and the fact that there's a number of guys in that test, in, in, in that test squad they haven't played a lot of um, Red Bull cricket. So I look at that that extended squad, I suspected that's going to be um, extended middle next sessions where bowlers are going to, like the Kaksu Rabada, the Andak Nokia's, um, are going to try to get some bowling mileage before the test match. Um, so that's what I'm looking at. I mean, um, one of the things that you also noticed that Ryan and um is said to go on fertility leave for either the second or the third test um, because his wife um, is expecting a child. So he may not be available for either of those two tests or both. So look, I mean, um, there are one or two selections that um, uh, I don't call um, omissions that are rather controversial. One is of Ulitos Pamla. Um, look, he's been bowling well for the Lions. So has Duan Udifir, but also Duan Udifir's name does uh, cause a fair bit of controversy um, after he took up his corporate contract a few years ago from where he said that um, he was looking to represent England, but with the full, with England, um, with the UK moving out of uh, the European community, um, I think that actually ended those aspirations. He came back, and look, I mean, if you look at the sheer number of wickets, you don't, you can't, you can't dispute that. But also, mm. though, I mean, again, he commented at the time um, of him wanting to be South Africa and, and represent, um, and represent um, the, the England. Um, were unsavory, if, if we can put it that way. I mean, he was actually doing well. I mean, look, there was a bit of um, contestation for pointing positions, but I mean, if he had persisted over the year, chances I would have been an out-and-out start at the moment because of retirements and rotating injuries. So, look, I mean, his, his selection will always be raising eyebrows, and I think um, if it's put up to media, the question will be asked of what has changed, what is it that happened, in, um, that it that has changed his mindset as compared to the time that he left, what has been the what, 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 what we have the, the, the switch flicked. So, look, the long and the short of it is that um, um, you look at Azubir Hamza, who's come, who's come on really reasonably well under the SAA series. Um, look, I mean, the India, the, 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 the India, the, the India side was a very strong one. There are a number of players who could have been playing in this India who were busy with the India test side because of, again, um, COVID protocols, meaning that you need extended squads um, for, in, in cases of injury. So, look, I mean, as you, as you asked, it's one is covering um, the bio uh, bubble protocol and also allowing that um, allowing for guys that haven't actually had time in the lead-up to the first test um, to get some mileage in the form of an internal cricket match. And I think after that, um, that squad will be trimmed. So I think the one question that now maybe CSA may need to ask is that we need to ask of CSA as will the round, will the fifth round of the four-day series that is said to take place from December 19th to 22nd, will that one actually take place? Because now there are a number of key players from ideally say, all the teams who are now involved in the test squad. Yeah, and we were hoping to speak to CSA tonight, but we were told later that late that they were no longer available uh, to speak to us. So we'll set it up for another time, and also to speak to we wanted to speak to the convener of selectors just to understand the selection of Duan Oliver. Because for me, um, can you so I remember when he took those wickets. I mean, it was sensational against Pakistan. I think in 2019, and I was at that press conference, and the selectors actually backed him. They actually backed him, and they they were giving him a contract. But he turned his back on his country. He took the call park route, and he said he wants to go. To, he wants to play for England. Are we not making it too easy then for them to just come back and play for South Africa again now that it's not worked out for him in England? Look, again, that is a question that one will need to be posed to Victor Pitsang and Graham Smith and himself. Because, I mean, he's the one of 
Um, to give uh, Victor and Graham, um, not a clean slate per se, but to, to slightly absolve them of responsibility. Um, uh, one's decision was taken when they were not there. So they are just picking at what is in front of them. Um, I suspect that if it was a Linda Zondi who was the selection convener, I suspect mm. it would have been a very different conversation because he was the one who then had to get a short end of the stick. I think he would have asked the tougher question um, of Duane as to what has changed your mind, what made, what informed the decision making at the time. I think now, I think that onus now lies on us as journalists uh, when he's put up to the media in the event that he plays. When you're asking that what has informed your decision making, don't you feel that your career could have been advanced further? Um, by playing, uh, by by actually playing for the for, for the national team. I mean, the same question could be asked of uh, Riley Rousseau, who's been playing very mm. well for the night. But one realizes that had he actually tapped it out, he would have been a surefire replacement for A.D. De Villiers. And his absence then actually has actually opened up for one uh, Rassi van Dusen to actually state what is what looks like a permanent case for the national team. So look, I mean, whenever those players come in uh, for national duty, I mean, Duan. So far as the first one, um, I'm not sure about Kyle because he's a bit he's one he's a bit older than the other bowlers. Even though that he's still bowling very well for 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 Essex when he gets it for for Hampshire when he gets the chance and for the Titans. But at the end of the day, um, Don's wickets are sticky for themselves. But you mm-hmm. also look at Luto's wickets. So it's big, look, it's 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 um it's it's a very it's 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 a double-edged sword to be honest. But again. Um, all parties, once a day, once there's an opportunity to actually put these questions to them, um, they are hopefully will actually yeah. be able to provide the clarity that's needed by supporters. You mentioned that Quentin de Kock could not be might not be available for two test matches because of the birth of a child. Should he even be playing the first test then? Is it a chance to give a Calvarena or a Ryan Rickleton the gloves? Um, look, it's, it's, it's a big series and I think South Africa will need um, Quinton's uh, batting expertise, even if it's for one test. Um, if you remember now, at India has won in England, have won in Australia. Um, so this is their final frontier. They, they are, I would say, of the subcontinent, when Sri Lanka has actually won in South Africa, yet India have routinely sent um, the, the, the strongest um, Asian sides. I mean, they were here in 2017, 2018, it's a very strong side, and actually still lost that particular test. This series. They also came to South Africa um, in 2013, 2014 um, under uh, MS Dhoni, and even that series was lost. Even and even the likes of Sachin Tendulkar. Tendulkar came here um, on a number of times. He came in 92, 96, 2000, 2001. 2006 and 2011, and even on those occasions, he was not able to take a test series. So, um, if you look at India's current squad, um, it's probably the strongest team um, that they can actively send. Um, so, look, they'll be targeting the series as one that they think that they can win, um, especially with the fact that South Africa's test side is still um, in transition. So, look, um, Quinton will be needed for one test, and um, hopefully, he can make uh, a big impact for the national team where if he does drive South Africa to a win. Um, hopefully then uh, he'll leave it up to the race for the second and third test. Mm. Does the team pick pick itself here by one or two? Maybe the question will be the third Sima who supports Andrich and uh, and KG and maybe who comes in. Do you keep kicking Peterson at number three in the batting order? Yes, I mean, look, I mean, remember that now now, now that Timber's back, um, it's going to be, I think Kyle, Kyle Verein makes it out. So look, I mean, Quentin has been the one, I mean, Timber, I mean, Keegan, has been the one player who proved himself um, week in, week out, um, playing for, um, for, for the Knights and the Dolphins. 
So I think it's only fair that he gets a run. Look, it's going to be a very tough uh, bowling attack that he's going to be up against. Um, but again, look, if he performed at FAA level, he performed at France at, at provincial level, I mean, you do you should be allowed to get an excellent run. And I mean, look, the number of young batsmen knocking at, at the door at the moment. Um, talented young batsmen, um, they will be tested by the corner of his cricket. So look, I mean, I mean, as you right to say, from that second test, um, from the West Indies series, um, I mean, the Vian Mulder was the kind of pitch that he has as an all-rounder. Um, does need to retain his place. One hopes that he's able to actually bat um, even better than he did, but also granted those pitches in Sedisha for that particular test series were very difficult, and the West Indies are bowled very well. But as you rightly put it, there is one spinner in Keshav. There are two fast bowlers in Kachiso and and Anders. But then it's just a supporting cost. Um, because it's clear that uh, Avian Moldo will have to go through um, the bowling motions and act as the footballer. So it's the third streamer, as you like to say, um, that will have to be this thing, that, that will have to be the uh, critical selection. And also then who, uh, and when 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 um, when Quentin falls out um, to go to put opportunity lead, I guess then um, the power of bat, batting order will balance will be very key because it then becomes clear that a timber then, um, great timber bat, just to ensure that the middle order is not as inexperienced when Quintus mm. Scott will be very important. Okay, interesting views there, Kanye. So we'll talk again closer to the test match. Are you doing some commentary for SABC? We had you in the Netherlands uh, series. Um. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll ask um, you <laughs> Maybe you don't know yet. Maybe you are. Maybe you just don't know yet. I don't know. I'll see as it happens. Okay, Kanye. So thanks for speaking to us. Thank you. Thank you, Sport24 reporter and SABC commentator and analyst uh, Kanye Sochwaku. They enjoyed listening to him during the Netherlands series. He was relaying his stories of being at Lords and he was telling us about well, the one end at Lords where you can't see the other part of the field. I was really fascinated listening to him on SABC.